Welcome to Backyard Philosophy, a podcast where a couple friends grab some cold ones, sit around the fire, and talk about science, philosophy, and history. Crack one open, sit back, and get a good laugh as we discuss everything from automation to why the meaning of life is 42. one time or another, we've all been picky eaters. Whether it's children not wanting to eat our vegetables, or as adults simply not liking a condiment or a type of dish. But in extreme scenarios, when you are starving to death and looking for food for your family, you will eat the food to sustain yourself. And you will eat the food you disdain, just about anything to stay alive. Well, unless you're the French, in which case you have to be tricked not to starve to death. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about the man who tricked the French people into eating potatoes. But before we get into bribes, guards, and psychology, Nick, how are you, and what are you drinking? I'm doing good. Drinking just a just a Gatorade today. How about yourself? I am drinking some nine-branded bourbon, and it's pretty smooth. Uh, I wish I had a little bit more of a kick, but smooth all the way. Should be drinking vodka for this episode, but the almighty potato... It has been involved in human lives for thousands of years, but not all human lives. Potatoes are native to the Americas and nowhere else. The first time Europeans would come across the plant would be the Spanish somewhere in the late 15th, early 16th century. But the Spanish saw the food of the potato as food for the natives. It was too low for them and refused to eat it. It wouldn't be till the mid-16th century when potatoes would cross the Atlantic and start to be grown. At first, to feed livestock, and was not used for human consumption. Other European countries slowly started adopting the food, not just for livestock, but for personal consumption. But not the French. The French kept using the potatoes only for their livestock, and considered potatoes as hog feed. In fact, the French government and the people had such a disdain for the plant, that in 1748, the French parliament banned people from cultivating them, because they thought potatoes caused leprosy, giving the potato in France the nickname the Devil's Apple. And the mindset of the potatoes for the French were potatoes were poisonous and evil and would stay in France, it just says hog feed, until a single man would come along, an Anton Augustin Parmitier. I also want to point out at this time and for a while, all across Europe, people were adopting the potato to their agriculture, like I said. The Irish, the Italians, and the Russians were starting to add it to their soldiers' meals for just common poor people. But again, the French just refused. Anton Augustin Parmentier, born August 12, 1737, in Montdidier, Somme, in France. Anton would come from well means, receive an education, and join the military to become an army uh, pharmacist. During the Seven Years' War, which engulfed Europe, he would make good rank as an army pharmacist, but unfortunately would end up becoming captured by either the Russians or the Prussians. I found contradicting information when researching this and who captured him, but he became a prisoner of war one way or the other, and he was forced to eat potatoes. I can imagine no worse fate. <laughs> For a Frenchman, apparently it was pretty bad, but... Being open-minded and realizing that potatoes are not this evil, disgusting plant, Anton thought 
and bestowed it on himself to change the mindset of the French people's opinions on potatoes. When he was eventually released and returned to France in 1763, he used his degree and his newfound knowledge to study and, in fact, help pioneer the study of nutritional chemistry. But this problem still stood in front of him. How to convince the entire country of France, which at this time has few educated individuals, that the potatoes are not witchcraft, they're good to eat. And Nick, do you want to take a stab on how you think he might have done this? Well, let's see. You have to make them, you have to make them seem fancy, which you can't, normally you just say it's foreign in Europe or, yeah, and then that's, that should be good to go, but apparently this didn't work. So you have to make them a hot commodity somehow that, that people want, make it a status symbol that you have it. And probably you get Pretty some. Pretty damn close. You see, you know, you get some local uh, celebrities who have, you know, a lot of followers on Instagram. <laughs> Nick, did you just read all of my notes? God damn it. <laughs> well, Anton had a similar approach, but it was a mindset of the people he was trying to change. So he needed to attack a war on multiple fronts. He used multiple methods. His first method was deceit. Around 1765, in Sablon, he planted a field of potatoes and hired a quote-unquote guard to protect the field. Instructing and encouraging the guard to take bribes if people wanted to steal any potatoes and to let them. With the field planted and the fox guard in place, he would go around spreading the rumor and implying that there was something quite valuable being grown in those fields. Then, he sat back and waited for the local town people to do what he knew human nature would do. He sat back and watched humans become curious and wanted a piece of the valuable crop for themselves. So at night, the townspeople would sneak in, bribe the guard, dig up some potatoes, and disappear into the darkness. By one account, and I quote, some peasants stole a few potatoes, others imitated them, and at last the whole crop was decimated along with the inhabitants and it filled the neighboring villages. I guess a good way to convince people to eat their vegetables is reserve is reverse psychology. Tell them that's valuable and they can't have it, but you can't go to town to town to do that to every single village. I mean, that's just every town. You got every rural city. You got every major city. This method to deceive and use a guard to get bribed to convince the entirety of France that potatoes are good, it would take multiple lifetimes to do that. So another method he would wish helped but did not succeed was trying to convince the people that they shouldn't die you think it'd be an easy one but he tried convincing people not to die and it did not work out in his favor oh i'm i'm not dead yet (laughs) in the 1770s there was a famine that hit france and hurt the population deeply so in turn the academy of bascon offered a prize to solve this famine problem anton said hey let's eat potatoes the academy said, that's a great idea. Here's an award. Then proceed not to eat potatoes. At this time, famine was just seen as a fact of life and something non-avoidable. So, Anton readjusted his plan and implanted kind of a new one to convince his countrymen. Convince the high society and the people will follow, much like you said with the Instagram, Nick. After years of research on potatoes and their nutritional value, he lobbied for the Facility of Medicine in Paris to convince them to stop saying potatoes are poisonous. He would write multiple scientific papers, and this 
very thing that potatoes aren't poisonous, and eventually they began to listen, even bestowing on him a gold medal in 1773 for one of his research papers. This gave Antoine some notoriety and some wealth to talk and ask permission with none other than the king and queen of France themselves and help and have them help him convince the people of France to eat potatoes. So he went to see none other than King Louis XVI and Queen Mary Antoinette and asked to help popularize the potato. Both said yes. He even supposedly presented a flower that comes from the budding potato, which they both took and wore to help the cause. Soon, Antoine and other high society members were throwing banquets and dinners and serving potatoes. This greatly improved the potato's image in France amongst the people. But it didn't just stop at the French people. Antoine had some Americans over for dinner too, which in turn would help popularize the potatoes in the colonies. These Americans would be none other than Benjamin Franklin and Thomas Jefferson. Jefferson would love the potatoes so much that he gained some recipes from Antoine and brought them back and even had them served in the White House. With the rich eating potatoes, the rest of France began to follow suit. If the rich are eating it, then it has to be safe and good. Just in time, too, another famine would roll around and hit the wheat crops, which would have been far more devastating if it wasn't for the acceptance of the potato. The king would tell Antoine, France will not forget you. You found food for the poor. But, Nick, as you know, no good deed goes unpunished. This little thing called the French Revolution rolled around, and Antoine had been known to speak with high society and has even met with the king and queen before. The French Revolution didn't exactly go well for high society members. Much of Antoine's property was seized, but overall, he was somewhat allowed to live a normal life. I guess the revolutionaries at this time were having an internal debate. Well, he's high society. Do we kill him? But he did just save people from France from starving to death. Okay, okay, okay. We'll just take his stuff and let him go on his way. Eventually, the French Revolution would end. A new player would enter the field. Get it? See what I did there, Nick? Oh, you took me a minute. Get it? Ugh. I try, I try. Anton's career would receive some big boost, back alive, rebooted, when good old Napoleon Bonaparte himself showed up to the scene. Napoleon wanted France to be self-sufficient. As he went to war, well, with everybody, he wanted to make sure potatoes or the French people wouldn't starve, and he saw potatoes as a good answer for that. And who's the best at growing potatoes in France? The man who popularized potatoes in France. So, in 1779, Anton would go to work and teach at the free school of bakery to help find new methods to make bread cheaper to produce them and help feed the people and that same year he would publish a small paper on how to use potatoes as a substitute for wheat in 1800 napoleon would appoint antoine as the first army pharmacist in which anton wouldn't just do research and grow potatoes he would also do research on corn bread making chestnuts sugar beets mushrooms increasing the entire field of nutritional chemistry and helping feed thousands of people for all this work napoleon would grant anton the legion of honor but eventually father time catches up with us all much like a potato it eventually rots and dies on december 13th 1813 anton would pass the age of 76 he would be buried in pierre Lachere Cemetery in France, which his grave still exists today. And I found this quite honorable, and I think you might enjoy this, Nick. Around his plot, 
around his tombstone, there's a ring of potatoes. That's pretty cool. And they plant the same, they plant potatoes every single year, so they constantly grow. And his legacy still lives on to this day. In 1886, in his hometown, they put up a statue of him and had a festival for him. The festival, the festival lasted for two weeks for him. And many potato dishes are named after him. Pierre Parmetier, a.k.a. mashed potatoes. Hotchis Parmetier, a type of shepherd's pie. Pomis or garnet Parmetier, a.k.a. cute potatoes fried in butter. And the list just keeps going on. You had me at mashed potatoes. <laughs> but I also want to point out he's not the only person in Europe to do this. There are a few individuals across Europe to popularize their potato in their homeland. Uh, one significant one would be Frederick the Great in Germany. But to me, Anton's story was most unique because he comes from a little bit more humble beginnings. But because of Antoine, potatoes became popular in France and in America. And I also love his deception of doing this. When the people are too dumb to realize you're trying to help, trick them into helping themselves. So there you have it. It's what happens when you try to make some picky people eat their vegetables. You just have to tell them that it's good, have them steal it, convince the high society so the people would follow, and try to convince them not to die, which I thought would have been an easy one, but apparently I'm wrong on that. So now, Nick, you know of Antoine, the bringer of potatoes. That's a name you can put on a tombstone. Thanks for listening to the Backyard Philosophy Podcast. We rarely finish a podcast without missing a point we wanted to bring up, so let us know what we forgot. And if you have a topic you want us to talk about, let us know at Backyard Philosophy on Instagram 